We are now live on Instagram, Miss Judy, for our IG live energy series today. It is Miss Judy Wong, and I am so, so, so excited because Judy just absolutely fills me up with energy, and I'm so, so honored to even have her experience, her energy, her vibe just around me. The more you get to know her, the more you will be like... You know, we need to be friends. We, we really do. We really do. So I just want to say hello, Miss Judy, and thank you so much for coming on Boss Bitch Energy Series today. We're going to have such a fun time, and I'm just so grateful. I know, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. I feel like it's been the craziest, best week of my life, um, and we're just continuing in those footsteps. And I'm just, I yeah, I feel like I'm on cloud nine today. I'm like, oh my gosh, Judy wants to be my friend. <sighs> You know, I feel like it has been for everybody and it's just one of those weeks where we just need to ground and recenter and remember why it is that we're all here because it is in the moments that we get stressed, right? And in the moments that we get into our human condition that it makes it a little bit harder and we need that remindance, reminder and remembrance that someone just needs to be like, hey, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Stop it. <laughs> Just be here. It's cool. It's fine. You know, everything will be fine. You know, just breathe. I thought of you this week, Miss Judy, because it's been the craziest time. Um, I... I had a moment where I had a couple things stolen out of my backpack this week, including my, all of my debit cards, and they, like, straight went for my account, and afterwards, I was sitting there, and Judy, like, the guy on the phone, the bank, was like, you know, you're, like, the happiest person that I have ever met in my whole life, and you just got, like, your card stolen? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, well, you're giving me the money back right? So like, why am I, why am I worried? And he's like, yeah, but most people that call here are very stressed. They're very like over aggressive. And I was like, well, you know what? I've understood in my life that things are going to happen. There's always going to be outside sources uh, that are going to push you and test you, but that you really just have to stay in the joy. You have to stay in the ease and flow because if not, then everything's going to be pushing a rock uphill and that does not sound like a fun time. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like my life. <laughs> so really... It doesn't pay. It doesn't pay. It really doesn't. It doesn't. You know, like I used to say to um, some of my um, early service teachers, I smile. If you're tired and you're exhausted... The truth is, smile, because, you know, you have to actually use more muscles and more energy to frown. So smile, it's a lot easier. I used to think of when you're a kid and your parents tell you, like, if you're going to get stuck that way, that your face is going to get stuck that way. So I always used to be like... <laughs> it's true, it's true, really, actually... I mean, physically, technically, scientifically, you use less muscles to smile. And it actually raises the energy because you have more energy in you. Mm. Right? To you. But when you frown, it uses more muscle power, it uses more energy, and then it ends up there's less energy for you. 
And you need all the energy you can get. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it. Not that I don't want to give it away. Not that I don't want to help people and impact people. But, you know, there's a lot of our energy that I learned that we give away, Judy, that really we don't have to. But it is our conditioning and it is the way that we've seen things kind of play out. And, you know, it's hard to admit, but, like, we don't know what we don't know. And seeing those things is what really made me create these series of really connecting with other people and just sharing, like, you you are not alone. A lot of us need permission in order to step out and continue to do the things in life that we want to do. I was someone who had a very small voice for a long time, maybe didn't feel like my voice mattered, maybe didn't feel like it wasn't meant for me. But really deep down, really deep down, I would wake up in the middle of the night and know I was meant for more and know that there was something else out there for me. But I didn't know how to get there. I had no step-by-step. And I realized the more and more people that I got to meet and that I interviewed, that you could really see the similarities and techniques that they used along the way. So I created these series so that we could get the tools and the techniques to truly just continue that little needle to continue going because nothing is like a you change overnight and it's fantastic and we're you know millionaires and the world's fancy and it's fine but it's a it's a growth process and it's a continual growth process and especially in business i've realized that you can really only grow so much in business as you can in your own life which is why i ended up getting connected with judy because mind valley is such an amazing beautiful place and you get the opportunity to to maybe sit at a table that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to sit at. And I'm just so grateful to know Judy because for those of you who don't know Judy, okay, first of all, not only is Judy an amazing person and an actress and all of these other things that you'd be like, damn, Judy, how many things have you done in your life? Because Judy's probably done every single job that almost everyone who's going to watch this video has ever had. And she's looking for the one person who has had a job that she's never had just so that she can find out what it is and maybe just get it in the backpack. Just like save it for later for the like last 20. Because Really, I know that Judy, that you hold something so dear to your heart that why why is it that we have to end at a certain point? Why is it that we're told that it just has to be over whenever someone says it's over? And I would love for you to speak on that because I believe that a lot of my viewers as well as a lot of people in general have this like idea that if you're young, then it's a perfect time. If you're too old, then it's too late or, you know, whatever the story they tell in themselves um that it's just not the right time and i would love to hear what you have to say on that never not the right time it's always the right time that's what the universe is about i mean i i, I honestly have to say i was just um talking to somebody earlier today um, online and she's going through some pretty intense stuff I mean, she was in a good place for a while, and now she's, like, hitting bottom. And and I get, you know, I've, I've been there. I've probably been in just about everybody's possible situation you could be in. And I've been there. I've been there where I was at the super bottom. You couldn't get any more bottom than that, pretty much, unless short of not having a friend that let you crash on their, on their couch. I mean, but I lived as a homeless person for a year. I had no money. My my ex had taken 
all my assets, left me with $20,000 of his own debt. Um, and, and because I had owned my own business for the previous five years, besides being stripped of everything I owned and mm. literally all my financial assets, everything, anything that I've ever bought or created in my life, was taken away, short of my guitars, which I refused to fight. <laughs> I, I fought him on that. I said, I'm sorry. You take everything from my life, but my suitcases and my guitars, they come with me. Um, and, it, and it was really rough. I mean, I couldn't even get a stinking job. Literally, I could not get a job, even as a burger slinger. And I was like, like, really? Um, and it was mostly because everybody said I was too overqualified. But then again, nobody wanted to hire me for any of my overqualified jobs. <laughs> I had my own business for five years. So I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know? I literally eventually got a job because I basically literally sat down and begged somebody to give me a minimum wage, which back then was $5 an hour, a minimum wage job because I needed to eat. And I was eating on $1 a week. Let's say I lost a lot of weight, <laughs> but it was a hard place. And the harder and the, and the more I tried, and I'm like, this is ridiculous, I'm, I'm almost 30, I should have my life together, you know, everything I worked for my whole life just got literally stripped out from under me. And this young lady who I was, you know, talking to earlier, you know, she was sort of in the same place and feeling like, you know, that's it, you know, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? And I remember back then, people kept telling me about, oh, let the universe come in and just, you know, it'll all be taken care of on its own. And I've always been sort of a spiritual person, but I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> let's, let's be realistic here, you know. Look at where I'm at. This stinks. It's the worst thing in my life. But the harder I kept trying, the further away I kept going. And then finally at one point, <laughs> when I finally got this person to give me this minimum wage job, and believe me, I like had nothing after paying, you know, um, uh, a minimum <laughs> roof over my head, just to keep a roof over my head. Um, I, I, I just sat down one day and I was like, that's it. What else more could you possibly lose except your own life? And is that really worth it? And finally I just said, no. And I don't know what else to do because I've run out of options. Mm -hmm. So maybe what everybody said to do might not be such a bad idea. And I cannot go anymore and I and I was like so the option is walk away from this life entirely find a new path and I thought I'm not ready to go yet so universe I can decide I'm ready whatever it is because 
I have given up on trying. Mm. So just whatever it is, show me. And it did. Because the minute I decided to choose life over death, and I said I was willing to see any light, any light in the tunnel, they showed me the light and I promise I'll try to walk through it. All of a sudden, swear to God, out of the blue. And people said, just keep saying, you know, it's flowing to me. It's going to keep <laughs> flowing to me. I said, all right, you know, what the hell? I got nothing else to try. Well, I'll, it keeps flowing to me. You know, abundance, money, it keeps flowing to me, from me, from everywhere, anywhere, anywhere, anyhow. It just keeps coming. And I said, well, it's better than the alternative. It was really bizarre, but I swear to God, all of a sudden, I started getting job offers for real jobs. Wow. That paid me real money. And I thought, well, it's not as much as I used to make, but it's a little better than this. So what the hell, I'll give it a try. And the minute I got in there, I got offered a bigger job, and then a bigger job, and then a bigger job. And the money started flowing. And people started coming to me like, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I was like, sure. And and I remember I was like at a point where I, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden a friend was like, you're hungry. I could tell that I'm taking you out to lunch. I said, okay, fine. And, and she like handed me some money. And I'm like, why are you handing me money? I didn't ask for anything. She goes, come on, bullshit, you probably could use it. I said, I don't have, I can't, I don't know how I can pay you back. She goes, yeah, I know, you'll be good for it. Don't worry about it. Just hand, take it and shut the hell up. I was like, okay. I never believed the universe could do that before. But I realized that the minute I stopped Basically, the minute I got out of my own damn way, mm. the world came back. And, you know, I was I was so engrossed before that in how awful my situation was and how terrible life was treating me and how I did so much for everybody. And now I'm being smacked in the head. I was so engrossed in that, I realized it was burying my light. And the minute I got out of my own way, my light started to flow again. And yeah, you know, the smile came back, and the, and the more I said, you know, I got two choices. I could either be miserable about this, or I could just start smiling about it, so I'm going to smile about it. And then I remembered something that Bob Hope had said many years ago about how he managed to live so bloody long when everybody gave him a death sentence because he had a bad heart. He said, I learned to find the funny. I learned to find the funny in everything. Because no matter how bad your situation is, there's a funny. So find the funny. Even if you have to smile and make it up, find the funny. There's always a funny. And that's what I did. I tried to find the funny. 
like, this is a really hysterical thing, this job that I'm doing. This guy's got a $40,000 a year executive for five bucks an hour. What the hell? Like, I mean, that's how I begged the guy to give me the job. He didn't, he's like, oh, come on, Judy, I can't do this to you. You know, it's your, your worst. I'm like, hey, look at it this way. You just got yourself a goddamn bargain. You got a $40,000 a year executive for nothing. Look at it as you just won. And I won because I get to eat. <laughs> I mean, like, I went like eight months without a job of any kind, without any income. I had maxed up any possible credit or, or anything I could, I could get just to keep a roof over my head somehow. And the only way I kept a roof over my head was by the good graces of friends who were going away and they were going on the road or they were, you know, doing a gig out of town or something. And I said, good, I'll take care of your home while you're gone. And they're like, fine. You know, but that was, you know, that was my thing. So, I, and I always say you can't, you can't let the light go out. Mm, you can't. You, you can't. Know, you gotta keep that energy flowing. And the, and the, and the truth is, is you keep it flowing in you it actually flows outside of you, too. So people don't get it. It's like when you start letting your light start of start exploding, it is kind of contagious. Mm. And it just like, you know, around you, all of a sudden, everybody starts smiling around you all the time. And you start attracting only people who are, like, really positive, you know? And even if they're negative, all of a sudden, they're negativity starts like turning around to a positive it's really a wild phenomenon it's like a domino effect right judy like since exactly since i've opened myself up to more like that idea that more people around me can be joyful i find myself surrounding myself with incredibly joyful people like which is crazy because that was not me before and as you're sharing that was not you before so i don't care what age i don't care what background i don't care what you have done in life we all have the op- opportunity to come home you know okay. And to find and the funny. Like, you know, it's like I, I teach, because you know I'm a healer, and that's what I, I teach my clients. The thing is, I'm an energy and a light healer, and the thing is, you know, we all came into this universe with this beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, unadulterated light. Mm. And it's in all of us. And it's the one thing, if you lived as long as I have, and, and, and I'm in my 60s, I know. I, I don't have the gray hair and the ribbons, but I promise you the Dorian Gray paintings in my closet. Just don't look. Um, but the thing is, to make it this many years, and for my clients to make it to their 70s and 80s and 90s, there's something that kept them going. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's that little light. Mm-hmm. It's this really amazing, beautiful thing that's in all of us we came into this world with it which is why if you ever see a very young child they think anything is possible have you ever noticed that 100 percent. nothing nothing you could tell them no till you're you're blue in the face and they're like uh-uh. <laughs> anything's happening i can do this 
I'm going to the moon. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Anything. Because it's that light. But then what happens is we have life happens to us. And that's normal, too. And we shouldn't be beating ourselves up because we have light, for crying out loud. I mean, but life happens. And stories happen. And labels happen. And, you know, sometimes it's for bad reasons. Sometimes it's for good reasons. I mean, not everybody's giving you bad stories for bad reasons. Sometimes they gave it to you because they thought you needed protection, right? Mm. You needed protection when you were little. Mm. Sometimes you gave yourself stories because you needed to protect yourself because you were going through something that you needed to protect yourself for. Like you needed to raise a family if you're older like me, you know, or you, you had to make it through a job or you, or you had to take care of somebody or, you know, whatever. They're stories. They're labels. They were given to you. You were giving them to yourselves. The problem with that is as you get older, you don't need them all anymore. And especially if you're my age and older, that was then. This is now. You don't need all of them anymore. Mm. You've got wisdom. You got, you got knowledge. You got age. And, and the thing is, you don't need all of that. But the problem is it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like these, it's kind of like a, as you were going through life, someone would close a door. And then they close another door. And then they close another door. And then they close another door. And they make another wrapping. And then they make another wrapping. And then, and you know, God knows, if you made it through 60, 70, 80 years, Whew. you got a lot of bloody wrappings there. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And the problem is... It's sort of been hiding that little light there. Mm. But she's still there. He's still there. They're still there. They haven't gone anywhere. Mm -mm. Just you kind of forgot. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do. You know, I help people like sometimes, you know, through my healing, they come to me and, and I kind of help them kind of unwrap that. We break through that. Because the thing is, when, when you find that person again, and they're still sitting there smiling at you, but when you get back to seeing them inside of you, and you give them that big hug, mm. and you welcome them back into you today, it is the most amazing thing I have ever seen. But I have seen people, all of a sudden, they go from this really depressed, they cannot get out of this, they feel it's all over. They feel, um, whether they're younger or they're older, that's it. I'm done. I, I you know, I, I tried. It failed. You know, like, I felt like that. I felt like that more than one time. Yeah. You know, like, I, I worked my life for something. And then, like, somebody pulled the rug under me. Uh. But, like, is that the end? No, it's no. not the end. And, you know, in a way... And I should have hated my ex, my first husband, for what he did to me back then. But I thought about it. And yeah, at the time, I was pretty damn angry. But the more I thought about it, I realized as time went by, I was able to say thank you. Mm. And that's half the battle. Mm. And you say thank you. You start getting grateful, not because of what they did or what people who wronged you did is right. But you learn to say thank you because you need it. Because when you say thank you, you take it and you take it and you can put it away. 
and send it away. And that's what I needed to do. So I said thank you to him because honestly, there was something I got from it. Mm-hmm. I learned that I am stronger than I ever thought I was. I learned that I'm more resilient than I ever thought I was. I learned the most important lesson of my life, which was not to ever be afraid. So years down the road when I got divorced again and I'm left as an older in my 50s single mom trying to put three kids through school and college and myself through school because I realized I really needed to finish those college degrees after all these years so and I needed to do it for my kids I needed to do it for them I needed to show them it's possible. That you never, it's never, never too late for anything. Mm-hmm. And, but I was broke. My ex left me with nothing, you know, except the roof over my head, which I guarantee that I was never going to ever have that happen again to me. Um, but here I was. I, di- I didn't have a job outside anymore because I was working for myself on and off again. But my ex made sure that I was never allowed to grow because he was very, uh, he was abusive, but it wasn't, I realized later it was because he had problems. So I cannot blame somebody for that. Mm -hmm. I could just say they had problems and it was about them, not me. Yeah. You know, but I needed to move on so that it could be about me. Um, but I wasn't afraid this time. I wasn't afraid that I, I couldn't put food on the table, even though God knows it was really difficult. I could, I wasn't afraid. I knew I could do it. So I had to say thank you to the other one for hurting me in such a horrific way. And, and say thank you for the second one for allowing me to be free so I could grow. There's always a reason to say thank you. Not because, like I said, what they did is right, but because you need to do for you. Because when you say thank you and you're grateful, you raise the lid of another door. Mm. And, and you know, somebody said, oh, but that like empties me all out with all of these horrible things. I said, yes, and that's a good thing because you know why? While you're busy throwing out all this negative stuff and and emptying yourself of all this garbage, you're allowing room Mm. for all the wonderful light and good things to come streaming back in and raising that, that fountain of life that you really need to keep yourself going. Mm. And that's what I love. I mean, when I see, you know, people who are like, oh, my God, you know, especially if they're older like me, they're like, oh, my life, my life is terrible because they're busy defining their life by the last 20 years of their life. Mm -hmm. And I, I look at them and I'm like, okay, but you're 70 years old. So if you're defining yourself completely and totally by the last 20 years of your life, not for nothing, but what happened to the other 50? 
100%, Judy. I mean, in the 50s, a hell of a lot more than the 20. So what the heck happened there? Let's go back and embrace that 52 and bring that back in here because it's so much more. It's so much more. And that's the whole key is that when you go back to that little, that beautiful little person, that light that you came into the world with, that unad unabashed, unad you know, you know, beautiful, perfect essence. When you go back and you see that person and you give them a big hug and you say, I know you because they're asking you to look at them. Mm -hmm. They've been asking you now all these years mm. to see them. Years. To see them. That's why they're bringing you up and down because that's what life like is about, by the way. It's not a one-way trip. It's an up and down. Yep. You know, sometimes things go great. Sometimes things go bad. <laughs> do with ages and stages. That's a crap hole, a stupid idea that we created back in the 1960s. Ages and stages. Bullshit. There was no such thing as that. We made it up. So stop. You know? It's life. It goes up and down. That's what life is about. Oh. It's about experiencing it. Enjoying it. Feeling it. Going, going for the ride. When you were a kid, you liked riding a bike or something. Because you liked the ride. Mm. Life is a ride. It's an adventure. It's not a one-way trip. Mm. You know? And, 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 and that person knows that. So when you go back and you're like, I see you. I know you're there. You can come out now. It's like playing hide and seek. You can come out now. And I'll give you the big hug you've been waiting for. Because when you give them the big hug, guess what? You integrate it right back into you. 100%. And, only, and then you go back yeah. from being 20 years to all of those years. Which is kind of cool. And only when we talk to our little are we able to communicate that way. You know, I never realized, even for me, until I started, like, walking down the street holding my little's hand. No joke, me. Walking down the street. <laughs> like, like this. You know? No one's there, but I know that she's there. And it's accepting that she's, she's the one that's gotten me here. And she's the one that would have kept going. And I needed to tell her, it's okay. It's okay, and we're safe. And it's okay, and we're doing this together. Because it is exactly. when we compartmentalize and when we decide to shield one of ourselves, like Judy's saying, in the wrapping paper, oh, then you're going to be cutting with those scissors for a long time till you get to the very inner end of the thing. Because I'll tell you, even for me, I may be 27, but there's a lot of years of, of things that have happened that I've needed to let go and to surrender to so that the power of surrender could give me what the universe was meant to give me. Because it is when we are like this, that the universe is like, mm, I don't really think that you're ready. And you're like, yeah, I'm ready. But you need to be like this. Exactly. Because, because you know, the thing is though, when, you, when you're busy doing that and trying so hard to make it right, and trying so hard to not live on limited income or be whatever, you're actually doing the opposite. Yep. You know, and that has to do with the law of physics. You know, you push, there's another push that pushes back. And your your light is going, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 
you're like not going the right way here. And then people wonder why all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got my back again. Oh, this mm-hmm. is starting to hurt. And mm-hmm. oh, that's starting to hurt. And then you hear them say, oh, it must be because I'm getting older. Because I'm getting old. That's not true. That's not true. It's your body trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you something like, yo, time to step back. You're pushing it in the wrong direction and your body's pushing back. Mm-hmm. And the truth is when you start letting that light back out the way it's supposed to be and stop pushing, it's a really bizarre miracle, but things start happening like all of those weirdo aches and pains that nobody seems to understand why they're happening, guess what? They start disappearing. Mm. You know, I had this thing um, in my arm because I, I grew up as, you know, I grew up as an entertainer and I was a professional dancer since I was very small. And I had what, what some people call as a barometer body. So I always thought I was pretty damn old all the time. Because I had what was a barometer body, which some some athletes get, because we beat the crap out of our bodies. So, you know, you start having, like, well, you know when the rain is coming or the snow is coming, because all hell is going to come break loose (laughs) in your body, you know? And I had this for my whole life, seriously. I remember when I was 12, my mother took me to the doctor, and he went, F. You just, it's because you're a professional dancer. You just got old age pains. Old age pains? I'm 12 years old, really? Okay? But the truth is I never got rid of it. Mm. And then about, oh, God, it's over 10 years ago now. It's almost 15. When I was going through my second crash and burn, um, and honestly, the only thing that kept me going was was... I wasn't afraid, but I was just so tired of everything. And I was like, I'm done. And the only thing that probably kept me going was that I realized I had three young boys who I realized the one person they had to depend on was me. So if I give up, who's going to be there for them? And then I would have broken my promise to them when they were born, which was, I promise I will always be here for you. So. I realized I had to do something again. And again, I had been beaten down to the door. And I was like, I I can't even stand up anymore. And I thought, no, no. You weren't afraid last time. And it showed you that it worked. Mm -hmm. So let's get to work and get, get you cleaned up again. And I did. And it was really funny because I've been a, I've been a, um, call it special person for a long time i didn't know there was a name for it somebody told me 15 years ago oh you're a clairsentient i go it's that one i am i just thought i was an odd person and they said no 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 you you have this gift and and that's what helps other people and that's why you've been able to see things and do things because of this gift so I just said, okay, let me learn more about this. And maybe I should really start accepting it. And I did. And I started growing. And I started getting brighter. And I started allowing mentors to help me get brighter in my own light. And allowing the garbage to break away mm. and unwrap. 
the funny part is a couple of years ago I was sitting there with my husband and and I looked and I went you know it just occurred to me and this was only because he said to me something funny he goes you know what I love about you you're always smiling you always see the good side of things and I laughed because I was never like that through most of my life and about 15 years ago 10 almost 15 years ago when I started this journey of raising my own light of life, my own fountain of life. I met somebody, this woman, Christy Marie Sheldon, and mm. and I met somebody named Vision, you know. And um, and I remember thinking, I was doing this, this meditation thing where I think Vision was telling, like, think of somebody you would want to be. And I remember laughing, going, yeah, I would love to be like Chrissy Marie because she's always smiling and I'm never like that. But that'll never happen. So it was really funny to me that a few years ago, my husband was like, you're always smiling and you're always, you always think of everything that's great. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, that's what I love about, you know, no matter how bad we, what things happen with our family, you're, you're, you're always, you're always there. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty funny. And he goes, why? Because I, I said I always wanted to be like Chris <laughs> Where my light was always on. And I don't know why. I just giggle and it always happens. And it just keeps happening. And, and then I realized for the first time, and I had completely not noticed this, but those weird barometer body pains disappeared. I haven't had them in years. Wow. And I wasn't doing anything to get rid of them. I just kind of were living with it. Yep, like most of us do. So it does do that. It does do that. It does do that. The light, raising that fountain of light and life really does that. It really does that. It did it to my client who couldn't walk upstairs. And then the, as she started doing the work and she started unwrapping, all of a sudden she was like glowing and, and all of a sudden she was walking around and walking up and down stairs and things. And her doctor was asking her, what in hell's name have you been doing? And she goes, oh. does work. Because the thing is, if we keep telling the universe we're really working towards our death, working towards that end, gets us ready for it. That's what all the aches and pains are about. 100%. The aches and pains are your body telling you you're going down the wrong path. You know? If you keep telling the universe you want to, you're going to, you're working, if you tell the universe that everything you are doing from here on out is towards your death or towards your point of crossing over, guess what? It's going to give you exactly that, which means it's going to start when it feels you've reached your attained level of whatever attainment you wanted. It's going to start breaking things down for you because that's what you told it to do. You said, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this so that I would be in the perfect place when I cross over. I want to be. I want to have this, that, and this. My bucket list is this, that, and this. So when I cross over, it's going to be perfect. Guess what? 
you just gave the universe exactly what it you wanted to do. And then these same people are like, but I'm eating healthier and I'm living healthier. I don't understand why everything's starting to fall apart. How powerful the mind, Judy. How powerful the mind. But you just told it to fall. And yet we don't understand. And yet we don't even, we don't even second guess it, Judy. Like when my grandparents got sick in their early 50s, everybody said the same thing. They were like, oh, it's just old age. It's just early onset. I'm like, at 50? Really? And they were like, oh, you know, it's happening earlier. Things are happening earlier. And I noticed that when I had like back aches or you know a headache or something mild i would tell myself like oh you know what maybe i'm just getting older getting older bullshit what bullshit bullshit you know honestly i do believe when my mom passed away she was fighting cancer yes but she was doing pretty damn good she got all this holistic stuff that was like the doctors were like i don't know how your tumors are getting smaller but Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And she was. And she kept doing it. But it's really ironic because she passed before her 85th birthday. Mm. My mother was a little bit on the narcissistic side. Very much on the narcissistic <laughs> side. And my father, who passed away at 85 because he had a terminal, um, he, had a, he had a very rare terminal disease. And he was also fighting it until he finally decided that my mother was sort of sabotaging his efforts to fight it. So he decided to hell with it. I give up. And then he died. But until he decided that, he was, he was, the doctors were amazed at how much he was holding on to, you know. Um, But my mother being a little on the narcissistic side, a little bit about herself passed right before her 85th birthday because my father was nine years older than her Mm. and she used to make comments like i'll be damned if he's ever if i'm ever older than him so she made sure and how we don't know how our words come to pass right like you would never know (laughs) so she was just a little younger And that's finding the funny, guys. That's finding the funny because it really is important that life is not so serious and that we really do take it for what it is, what it's worth, and what it can give us. And what I have noticed is that the, the divine always gives you something in a way that you that you can handle it and that you can have it serve you. But it is our exactly. ego that wants to come in the way and be like, well, can you believe that that just happened to me? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. Because the moment my grandfather decided, you know what, this is it, this is it, I'm done, I'm cool. I saw it instantaneously, which oh, yeah. is why I, I then... my dad. Yeah. He basically told me it's time. And a month later... You know, um, and you know, he made, he was going to make his own choices. And he always told me that I will do it my way, you know, and that's how he lived his life. I'm going to do it 
my way. And he lived his life as, I'm not old. All you people keep calling me old. I am not old. Old is 20 years older than whatever I am. And I ain't old. That means because I got 20 more years to go. Mental age, Judy, is something that I did not realize the importance of until later in life. Your ability to have a young brain age was not something that I saw until I started realizing, right? Like, we don't, we don't realize how grateful we are until something's taken away. So when something's taken away from you or you are pushed to grow are really the only two ways we grow. Whether out of force or whether out of personal growth, they're both pushing you in that direction. One's just a little bit steeper of a cliff than the other one. But the moment that I saw instantaneously how your brain could rethink itself or re-energetically um, feel that moment so that you didn't have that connection and to truly be able to release. I think it was Vision and Emily Fletcher that were doing... Uh, the sequencing about forgiveness and how when they were going in for the scans it was like 40 years of zen and they were trying to do all these different mind waves uh trainings that these different uh, monks had been doing for like hundreds and hundreds of years and they were saying that the person who got the best score was this woman and everyone kept asking her like what are you doing this is so amazing and she just kept saying like that she was just trying to forgive her damn husband because he had cheated on her and that that was the thing that was like lighting up all of the senses of her brain. She was immensely happier. She became so much more gracious. Everything became easeful. And she also then like later incredibly quantum leaped in her own life, you know? And I think that if more people knew what brain age and brain health could do for you, oh, well, we you could know, change the world. It's, it's okay. So And we can actually track the electrical impulses and things of our brains. And they've tracked it. I mean, energy is real. I mean, our bodies are made up of electrical impulses. That's been proven. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, and even people my age, we learned electricity when we were kids. So we know... You put a block in the circuit, it breaks down. You let the electricity flows, it flows beautifully. Right? Mm -hmm. So we all know that. And the thing is, they now realize that you can track. When they did all these studies on, on uh, longevity, and they started interviewing all of these people, and, and they were asking them, well, uh, how does it feel to be old? And these people, not one of them. The funny part is the ones that were that reached all these outrageous ages. It was like not one of them thought they were old. No. Not one of them bought into being retired. This is end of life. Blah 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 blah. Not one of them. You know, and and the truth is, honestly, when I was your age, if if somebody reached 100, we had a big-ass celebration mm -hmm. because it was something so bizarre, you know? Mm -hmm. It was like one in a, hundred, a, a billion would have that, right? Nowadays, it's a bloody dime a dozen, you know? Somebody reaches 100, oh, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> Wonderful. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Big deal. No biggie. It's like right? bingo. Somebody reaches 110, we have a big celebration. Oh, my God. So... 
don't get it. Why? Why does anybody want to say, well, you know, I got to worry about my life. I'm 78 years old. It's almost over. Like, how is it almost over? Think about it. Let's do the numbers. You guys are good at math. You know, if you're 80 years old, you got 30, you got what? Another 20 years at least. That's a whole bloody lifetime to go, right? You're 60 years old. You got 40 years for crying out loud. It's a huge lifetime. And, you know, how can you say, well, even a hundred's going to be the end? Because you don't know. No. I mean, if I if, if you told me that years ago when I was young, I'd, I'd tell you you're absolutely bonkers. But you know what? Who's to say in 20 years, it's going to be 110 that's normal. Mm. And 120 is the weirdo number. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. So why in God's name are you all living for your bloody death? Why are you all trying to run run to the end so quick? You know, somebody said it was funny because it was a younger coach in line ballot said to me. So are you are you really trying to deny that humans die? <laughs> and I laughed. I said, Look, I'm used to be a science teacher for Pete's sake. Of course I don't deny that humans will eventually pass. One hundred percent. But because yes, our physical bodies have a limit to them and yes they will eventually pass from this world however you have no goddamn idea when that's going to be i mean you could get hit by a bus at 20 years old and be dead you have no idea when that's going to be so yes it is a fact you will die someday But it should not be the object of your life. And that's the key difference. It should never be the object of your life. You should be living life for bloody living. Just like you did when you were 20. Just like you did when you were 30. Mm. Just like you did when you were 40, for Pete's sake. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. There is no Judy. reason on this earth you should not still be living your life for living. Mm-hmm. So stop making goddamn bucket lists already. Because all you're doing is telling the universe you're getting ready to die. And a bucket list is living for your death, not for your life. But a life list is something you used to make when you were younger. And it's something you could still make as you're older. Because as George Burns said, you can get older, but you don't have to get old. Mm. For our last question, Judy, I would love for you to go over, why is it important to fill your cup first? Because yes, it is important to make sure that we take care of others and that we live as long as we can. But why is it important to make sure that we come first? Because if you don't fill yourself with the light that you need and the maximum energy level that you need, you can't help anybody else. You can't. Because you need to fill them up from the overflow, not from the Mm. half-empty cup. Mm. You need to fill them from your overflow. So if you are filled up, filled up with that light, filled up with that beautiful, wonderful, explosive fountain of light. Guess what? Kind of just like when you were a kid. 
Remember you were a kid in the summertime and they had those little fountains and the light and the water spurting out? What was the best place to be? Right there. You get splattered by the fountain. But if that fountain was bubbling down really low, did you get that cool, wonderful splatter? That was the best part of a fountain? Hell no. So you need to make sure you're filling up. Because if you're filling up like that and you're letting the fountain shoot up and out and all over the place, guess what? Your children, if you have children, they feel it. They know it. They know it's there. They know mommy, daddy. They know mommy and daddy are like exploding and they're coming along for the ride. And it's what helps fill their cup. Mmm, Judy, thank you. Because I think a lot of us get, let the life get in the way and fill everyone else's cup first. And I always remember like the airplane when they're doing the put your mask on first before you put your kid's mask on. I was so... Oh, I was so stuck in my own parenting of my parents' ways that I didn't know how to put my own oxygen mask on first. And in introducing how you can take care of yourself and fill your own cup is exactly how I've gotten where I've meant to be. Because I wasn't always like this, just like I didn't always know you. And I'm so, so grateful for the opportunity to be able to have talked with you and to be able to really understand and connect that it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what background, it doesn't matter where you came from. There is no end that your mind can't re re like align and rediscover and refigure out. Your dream is never too far and you are never incapable of doing what you want. Because sticking with your passion, sticking with what's going to impact yourself and others is exactly what does keep that shining light to cut through all of the paper. And I just want to say thank you uh, for, for even reminding me, Judy, that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. And that it really is a sequence that you discover over time. And I used to say to myself when I was younger, like, how strong do I really need to be? And I didn't realize until I was much older that I was actually asking the universe, like, come at me. How much stronger do I need to be? And now I realize that I am strong, but that I can't not get through anything. Like, I'm capable of doing anything. But that's also because I've been at the hardest times in my life and been able to persevere. And it is people that, like you. People think, people think, oh, I got to be really strong. But they, they got a very wrong idea of what is being strong. Mm. You know, sometimes they think if they're just leaning into it, that they're being weak. They're not actually. They're being stronger. Because you're allowing it to get stronger. You know. And you need to do that. We need to do that. The world needs to do that. And you know what? Some people have come to me, they say, oh, but I'm very poor. I am very, I came from nothing. I don't have privileges, blah, 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 blah. Well, how bells? I did not come from rich parents. You know, both of them were hardworking, very low-income parents. So, yeah. And I've, I've hit bottom more than my share times. It doesn't mean it's over. No. No. It does not. 
It does not it's mean not it's over. not over till the fat lady sings, and I don't hear her singing just yet. You know, one day I will hear you sing, Miss Judy, but until then, I'm just going to keep dreaming of how beautiful it is. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just so overjoyed at today's conversation, and I hope everyone who comes back to the recording, make sure that they follow Judy. If you don't know Judy, if you don't know me, make sure you follow me. But just connect and know that intuitively there are people always there for you if something's meant for you it'll never pass you and ultimately we are our own coaches and our own controllers when we listen but we just normally need somebody else in the ear to remind us from where we came because there has been many of years in between that we haven't been able to listen or been able to see it or else you know what we would have already been where we wanted to go let's let's be real here we were <laughs> We would have already been there. But I love, Judy, that you always make me continually grow and think what's next, you know, that what's the next 20 years? What's the next 20 years? Because it really is a lifetime and it really is a sequence. So thank you for making me think that way. And thank you for giving me the opportunity of your time today. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just so grateful. You're quite welcome, sweetie. Just remember, like I always say. You gotta listen when it's knocking at the door. Open the damn door and have the courage to walk through. You'd be amazed. And that's the one thing that I realized all those times. I needed the courage to open the damn door and walk through to the other side. Because that's, that's life. That's mm -hmm. the universe knocking at your door. Now, are you going to pay attention or are you going to ignore it? Your choice. It's going to keep knocking until you bloody pay attention, though. I guarantee that. It's going to keep knocking until you... That's so true. That's so true. For those of you who don't know, it's it's a pebble, <laughs> then it's a rock, and then it's a boulder, my friends. Okay? This is, uh, this is spirituality, and just because it's not serious doesn't mean that it's not a divine slap in the face, because it will know, and it will know when you're ready and when it's not. There's no mistake that Judy and I didn't meet until now in my life when I am ready, and when I am truly in a place to receive what she's saying in a way that I can also contribute to others, because... You know, we get surrounded by that pain or that memory or that experience. And then, then that's what kind of, like, the body keeps the score. You know, it doesn't forget. Um, but thank you, guys. I'm so grateful I have to hop off because I have another call. But, Judy, you've absolutely made my day. You've made everybody else's day. There's going to be people watching the replay. We had a bunch of people hop on on IG. There's some questions. I will make sure that we get to them next time because, of course, of course, you're coming back. And, of course, we're going to make some more time for you because you're amazing. Um, but thank you guys so much. And we will see you later, Miss Judy. Have a great day. You too. It was great to Bye. see you, sweetie. Thank you, Judy.